everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today, Daniela and I are going to talk about a topic that is fairly new to both of us, hiring a virtual or in-person assistant. Yeah, so Lori and I both have assistants now, and Lori's is in-person and mine is virtual. And we wanted to break it down and tell you our experience, training an assistant, how we made the decision to take the next steps in our business. All right, friends, so let's get to it. Daniela, this was a great idea to talk about this, I think. Yeah, and I think it's something that um, people always think about, but they don't really know what steps to take or what it entails and when is a good time to do it. And there's so many of those factors, right, that go into it. Um, But yeah, I think it's a good topic to talk about. Our friend Denali, too, just released a course on this as well. Uh, So we'll put a little plug in there for her and I'll... Um, full disclosure, yeah, like, we both have the course, but Daniela like rifled through it in one night, true to Daniela style. Yeah, and Lori has not opened it yet, true to Lori style. But I, I have full intentions of um, checking out, and there's, no, I'm very confident it's amazing. But why don't you speak to it a little bit, Daniela? Yeah, so it's a great breakdown. Like, so if you're new to the idea of hiring a virtual assistant um, and have no idea where to even start. Denali really breaks it down for you and gives you the different websites that you can go on, the website that she uses um, to hire an assistant, which is the one that I used as well. Um, The training process, uh, kind of the whole breakdown of how to even pay, all of those things, seeing who's out there. It's really comprehensive, which I think is great because we're all on different levels when it comes to hiring an employee. Some people are very used to it and some people have never done it ever. Um, It can be very affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also be very expensive depending on what it is that you want, right? Right. right? And what, what, whatever the services are that you want to do, we can speak on this too later on. Um, and it's just like a realistic approach to hiring someone that's virtual. So if you're thinking about a virtual assistant, I highly recommend it. Plus Denali's voice is easy to listen to and sure. she's literally screen sharing the whole time. So if you're a, um, auditory person, you can hear her. And if you're a visual person, you can see it happening. So I like that. I like that a lot. And, um, I know when I took Rochelle's class for thread up, there was a lot that I kind of had an idea uh, Hmm. on how to do, but then there were a lot of gaps in my knowledge. And that's kind of how I'm looking at Denali's course as well. Like, I feel like there are things that I'm confident with, and then there are gaps that I just feel like I need that blank filled in. And I think that a lot of these courses kind of take you through the whole process, like you mentioned. So it's really nice. So in some cases it's reinforcing or in other cases you're learning for the first time or like maybe seeing things in a new way or how somebody else did it. So I'm, I'm super excited and we'll talk about that after we do our little recap, but I definitely want to um, explore the way you're doing it as well. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because I want to explore having someone in person as well as someone <laughs> virtual. Perfect then. Yes, 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 yes. So Lori, I saw you last week, this week, this week, last week, it went technically by- last week, right? Yeah, I guess. Technically- we went shopping. Yeah. <laughs> we went shopping. Yes, all day. And it was lots and lots of fun. We got to source together and hit up our little spots that we like to hit up and we got some really great food. It was yeah. a really good day. It was a very good day. It flew by and we started out early. And I think because we didn't stay so long at our first stop, it like opened up the day for us because Mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm alone, I can't get out of that store. And I just, you know, but it was nice because some of the best stuff was not there. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, good stuff was there, but it was, I would say it was pretty evenly distributed between the three spots that we went to. Yeah. I think the last spot was probably the best one out of all of them. And just to give you guys an idea, like um, a lot of it was bread and butter type things for us anyway, you know, Um, but there was really good stuff like and other stories and Lululemon and Doc Martens and Fry and like things that um, sometimes are difficult to find the thrift stores, like a Savers or Salvation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And we kind of, between the two of us, we, we grabbed a lot of those brands and it was, it was really nice. So I keep thinking about that Marc Jacobs 
bag that you found because I love it. I, when I watched your video, it was like that bag is just gorgeous. I know. And I love it so much. So I got like this turnkey slouchy Mark Jacobs bag, just gorgeous. And, um, but when I went to list it, Daniela, I noticed the corners of the bottom were a little worn. So I was going to list it for over a hundred. And then I ended up listing it for 85. Somebody liked it. And I, I offered them 20% off today. So they got it for $68. So oh, it already sold. Yeah. It sold today. So I mean, it did move pretty quickly. I paid $20 for it in case anybody's wondering. And we definitely did, um, pay up for a few things. But anyway, I did do a, I did do a video if anybody wants to see my haul on YouTube. Um, and it's nice because my next haul will be a Goodwill outlet bins haul. So I always think it's nice to see like what I get at savers, what I get at like thrift shops. Like we went to, we were in a town, we were in Waltham, which is like closer to Boston, what we find there. And then did I say savers already? And then what you find at the bins, I think it's kind of interesting. Like I love when Courtney, from common tags, like these are the things I paid a dollar for. And then in another haul, it's like these are the things I paid regular price for, because, you know, depending on what you're paying, you know, your choices really change. Yeah, it it does. And I think um, maybe next time we venture out into another town that's nearby, you know, and just kind of see what those places are like, because it's fun to explore out. Maybe. I like Waltham. (laughs) We'll see about that. You know, we always say that with good intention, but then we're like, yeah, maybe we should just go where we know we can find it. Creatures of comfort. (laughs) I know. Yeah. And it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy week in general, besides our really good day together. It was just, it's been wild. I mean, we have a new president elect now, right? Not to get political. We do. We have that. I mean, there's lots of ups and downs with all of that, right? So we've got that. And I just feel like there's just been a lot going on in the world, whether it's this new stay at home order that we have now here. Did you get so the alert? Is, did you guys get an alert on your phone today? We did not. No. So we got but, on our phone. Go ahead. Tell us what's going on in Rhode Island, and then so, sh- well, first of all, today is Sunday, and we had an earthquake. <laughs> that is crazy. Daniela messaged me this morning. Yeah. I did not. We live on the East Coast, ladies and gentlemen. So we do not. <laughs> we are not comfortable with the earthquake scene here. <laughs> yeah, get and we got like a 4.2. That's pretty significant. Like that doesn't happen here. No. So the earthquake was in West Westport, I think it was. Okay. Or New Bedford, Dartmouth, like that area. Okay. Um, but it was felt from here in Rhode Island into Boston, into New Hampshire, and into Connecticut. Like that whole, like everything. So it depends where that fault line must be, I'm guessing. Right, right. But where I am, I didn't feel it. My mom that's down the road from me didn't feel it. But then my in-laws, they're like three streets over from my mom felt it. Wow. So crazy. But everyone around here felt it in some sort of capacity. Um, yeah. So that's crazy. We had an that's earthquake. wild. That's wild. And, uh, yeah. We have a new stay-at-home order here. It's in Massachusetts has something very similar where from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. We need to be indoors. Restaurants have to shut down. Um, yeah. That's really all it contains right now for us. We already have a mask mandate, so. Well, we have a mask. Well, our mask mandate expanded to even when you're past the six feet apart. So even if you're in total open air outside, you need to wear your mask. Um, Even, you know, if people are very distant from you and also the kind of curfew. And then they rolled back indoor gatherings um, are now 10 or less. You guys were already at two. We were at 15 and now we're down to 10. All right. We were at 25 and now it's 10, but I think we had 2000 cases in Massachusetts yesterday. So it's really not looking good. It's really not. We had almost 700 yesterday. That's crazy. Yep. So so here we are. We have no idea what's going to happen. And I are lifting our butts off. Yes, we are. We really are. But it's like, we don't want to be in that same situation that we were back in March. Like if it happened, we would be okay. And we'd figure it out. But it's just, it's happening a lot faster this time. And the precautions are obviously going to be a lot stricter. And I don't think anyone really, I don't think the governors really want to shut down, but I think it's going to get to a point where um, they're not going to be able to control it. I personally think that we are waiting. Um, I mean, my gut, I have nothing that tells me, right, this right. that. but I feel like our governor is waiting for all the kids to get home for Thanksgiving and then just shut it down. And then we'll just shut it down. Like they're all home. It is what it is. Like they're, they're all going to bring their little germy bodies home to their families <laughs> or not. And then yeah. 
I think they're just going to shut it down for the holidays and just be like, stay home with your families. And yep. I don't think they would try to do a shutdown or like talk about like not crossing lines before Thanksgiving. I mean, since Thanksgiving is like two weeks away, I guess anything is possible, but that's kind of what my gut is. I feel like this first order was like a step towards that. And then if the numbers keep going up, I mean, they're they're running out of options, I guess, but blah, blah, let's, let's move on to the actual topic. Fun stuff. Well, first of all, Lori's having a sale. Lori, promo yourself. Um, I decided to have a gratitude sale in the month of November where I just run some sort of a promotion every weekend in November. So I kicked it off with customer appreciation. So if you have ever ordered anything from me anyway, um, you get 50% off your total purchase, no restrictions. So that I think is a pretty big deal. I've never done just straight up 50% off. And then I had a few people who put did bundles last night and then didn't say that they were previous customers but then sent me exactly a 50% off offer. Yeah. So all I'm asking is that you just mark, like, let me know what your, um, what you purchased. So I did ask. And then a couple of people said, well, I'm a first time buyer. So I'm giving first time buyers 30% off. So I did kind of hold the line a little bit there, but people have been even responsive to that. I've done two new buyers um, for 30% off and then a whole bunch of 50% off. And that's going to run till Monday. And then I'm going to do a different promotion every weekend. So you have to follow me on Instagram to find out what it is. And I will probably do like one of those little messages on YouTube as well for my yeah. YouTube. How do you get those little message things? I got to talk to you about that. I I've done one. one before and like, I have to, I have to reteach myself how to do it. It's, it's, yeah. it's fairly easy. Yeah. I've just only done it once before. So I, I just want to do that to do like a little instant message yeah. for my YouTube friends. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's my sale. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm doing it because as a, as a thank you, but also because um, I am very, very close to doing my little inventory overhaul. And this was just kind of my final like sweep through with sales. And I'm going to target the sales from this point on like items that I have a lot of, or just, you know, I'll have different ideas each week, but so this is one of four weeks. I love it. I think it's a good idea. And I think it, people will keep tabs on it to see what it is that you're going to mark down next. Sure. Yeah. Do, so. I think that will be fun. I think I like it. It's a good idea. And you did closet clear out this weekend. For the first time for like a year. Never do. I never do closet clear. I did it the first time in about a year. Um, and it resulted in about 13 sales, um, which was awesome. great. I was laughing because you're like, well, I'm at 10 sales now. And then your next, your next story was like, will I do this again? Probably not. I'm like, what would you not really? Like if you had 13 sales, okay, but 13 sales is good. I think it is, but it's just, I have over 600 items and it's just, I did every single item. Damn. Every single item. Did you physically mark it? You marked down every single item and then are you going to mark it back up? And then I marked it all back up. Well, I had my VA mark it back up. Because, okay. All right. But gotcha. because I, I couldn't, I marked them all down myself and I was like, I can't do this again. Like it was a lot. Um, so I had her mark them back up for me, but it was a lot actually a lot. So it wasn't targeted in any way. Like if somebody liked it, then you'd send them a message and like that. I just marked everything down the 20%. It sends them obviously that email that says, you know, the item's been marked down, whatever shipping Mm -hmm. and the shipping doesn't come out of my pocket. So I was like, which is really nice. Yep. Let's do it. Then I also, which was interesting was by me doing that action, it triggered something within the algorithm because then I started getting a bunch of like random offers coming in on, on things and um, a lot of likes, a lot of shares, you know, like the works, I got everything. Yeah, like all the activity kind of kicks in. Mm-hmm. I found the same with my sale. Like, you know, I was making other sales at the same time and I was, I wasn't really listing a ton because I'm not like in a hurry to list brand new items that are then going to sell for 50%. Off. I mean, I'm listing, but you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just like doing it at a slower pace, I guess. But yeah. So and typically if I'm not listing a lot, I'm not selling a lot. So yeah, it was pretty slow. The last, well, I mean, we had the election, so that's a completely different ball game, right? Like people weren't really paying attention. Yeah, to it that. was pretty slow early in the week wow. for me. It was slow. So I figured let's try it. 
see what yeah. happens. And it definitely picked up. I mean, even today I've had a few sales, but they were like high ticket sales. So that was good. So oh. will I do it again? I don't know. It's maybe I'll target it next time. Yeah. Maybe I'll do like all leggings. Your story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or all jeans or something. Cause to do 600, it was just a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Hmm. But yeah. And I just, I get frustrated with closet clear out if I'm not targeting. Every other day. <laughs> well, because in that part is just, that is what it is, but I am just not that organized and I, I have a lot of items in my closet as well. And so if I'm not really paying attention and I forget to mark it back up, it's, it's just frustrating because, you know, my theory is no matter where it's priced, people are always going to come in with a lower offer. So I feel like. Which happens too, right? So even with the closet clear out, someone's still going to come back and offer you maybe $10 less. Yeah. yeah. I price accordingly so that I know that even if I'm marking it down 20, if someone else, I mean, additional 10, I could, I could probably still accept it. Yeah. It's too bad. It, it's like that because I do feel like if people, I would probably have my entire closet at just a totally different price point if I thought that people would just buy it there, you know, but that's a chat for another day. Yeah, <laughs> that it is. All right. So let's talk about what this whole podcast was to be about. Um, sure. Virtual assistants are regular in-person assistants. So um, I guess the biggest thing that you need to think about in general, you that all of our friends that are listening is, um, you know, when do you think it is that you need a virtual assistant? Why do you need one? Like these are all the things you need to ask yourself. How are you going to acquire one? All of these types of questions. So for you, Lori, what was your deciding factor that you needed extra help? Um, I just, because because YouTube takes a lot of time, basically, I think that's my bottom line. Like that has become a consistent stream of income for right. me. And I also really enjoy YouTube, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of filming. It's a lot of editing. Um, but some of my most popular videos are also hauls, which is wonderful because I enjoy doing hauls. I enjoy shopping. Um, it, my hauls result in sales. Like it's just all wins all around. So that's not anything I want to slow down, but once you do a haul, you then have to sell everything. Yep. So I, you know, I've always been a person who teeters on the edge with my death pile. Like I'm, I'm somebody who definitely runs in a business that has more excess. I don't run a very lean business. Mm. Um, I'm always profitable. I'm always like, I, I'm not somebody who shops five days a week or anything like that, but I tend to have a lot. And I will get discouraged if I have a haul and what, what's been happening with me too. And I think this was a little bit, what pushed me over the edge is that I would have a haul and then I would get direct messages because my stuff wasn't listed yet, which I loved because then I can charge my buyer a little bit less, but then it's like, okay, well, did they DM me or did they email me? Uh, and then then I go back and I check and then did I send them an invoice yet? Did I send it yet? Like, and, and it's gotten to the point now that I've, I've made a few mistakes. Like yeah. people have paid me. And then I've, I've said, Oh my gosh, it's like sitting in my office, like boxed up and ready to go. But I didn't put the label on because I didn't realize you paid. And then you don't get the reminders like you do from right. Poshmark. Right. So I just got to the point where I'm like, I just need, I need my system to be more efficient. So for me, it's really about the picture taking and the measuring to just kind of keep me on top of stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't outsource my sourcing ever. I can't outsource, you, outsource YouTube. I could hire someone to edit my videos, but I'm pretty specific about what I like to edit and why, what I cut out. I mean, I just can't imagine, and I don't make enough money to pay an editor actually yeah. really either. So that's just not an option. So yeah, really the thing that I could outsource was the, photographing. And then, um, my assistant also has expressed a big interest in shipping, shipping. She gets really excited to do shipping. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, if you could be here every Monday morning, like that would be ideal because I always have so much to ship on a Monday, but yeah. So like, um, we're getting to know, I mean, and she's, she's like family, which is another reason she's somebody I could easily trust and she could jump right in. I would have a hard time hiring somebody like off the street, so to speak, because I'm kind of an overly trusting person and I would just 
I don't know, like I can leave Lindsay in my basement and be like, I'm going to go upstairs and do a consultation or do whatever. And I know she's good. And if there are questions like right. she's been around my family for 10 years, you know, so it's, it was an easy thing for me. So for those of you who don't know, I hired one of my daughter's best friends who took a gap year. Um, she's going to go to UMass Amherst in the fall. So she was home where a lot of the, a lot of her peers are away at school and she had some time and, um, she, she was just a really good fit, but, but she's now she just got a full-time nannying position. So she's going to like her, her hours are inconsistent. So I don't know, I'm jumping all over the place, but yeah, <laughs> I mostly needed someone to take pictures that, that was kind of the catalyst for this. So she doesn't list for you. She doesn't draft for you. Nothing like that. She does draft. She, oh, she does. does draft for you. Yep. So she'll take pictures, she'll measure and she'll draft. Um, and she's getting better at it. So like, like I, I noticed now that she's putting more details in her drafts and that sort of thing. And then, then I just kind of give it a once over, make a few changes. And it's nice. Cause I work side by side with her. So like, she'll take pictures and I'll say, you know, this doesn't really like when, when she edits it, she's, she sat down one day and she, she, she's fast. Cause she's 18. She's fast for the phone. Um, so she edits a lot too. And I'm, and I try to express like how important it is to have the colors match and, that sort of thing, like get the fabric content, like all the important stuff. And I, she's been a quick learn. She's learned really quickly. So like we've made some changes fast and it, that's to me what I love about being in person. Yeah. I can, I can see that because it's very time consuming to photograph and then do all the functions that are related to photographing. It's a lot. Oh yeah. But that's good. It's that she's I mean, it's just not, it's, it's, but I am kind of a perfectionist with my pictures. I enjoy pictures. I, I like like a little artistic view with, mm -hmm. with certain images that I get. And like I take all of my, um, a lot of my smaller items in portrait mode inside my photo box. I have like one of those square boxes from Amazon basics. And that's where I photograph, you know, shoes, bags, belts. And I always do them in portrait mode and I have some greenery that I put in back of certain things and like weird things. Like I never want the stem to be in my photo of the greenery. So like, I usually will put like the shoes on the stem part. So you just see like the fern or the eucalyptus right, right. or whatever, but like those are the little things that Lindsay doesn't know yet. So like when I go back, I see it right away, but like, but we are able to work on it because we're side by side. Yeah. Yeah. See, that, that's the part that like I want to get to someday is just have someone do it all, like take the pictures for me, take mm -hmm. them all for me and upload them. You don't have to edit them. You could edit them. It's up to you, but just upload them all for me because it's, so I have a full-time job for those mm -hmm. that don't know. And photographing, I have to fit in at night when I come home, if I don't get it all done over the weekend. So in the weekend, I like to just hang out sometimes. So I struggle with that. That That's my one struggle that I have right now. So the other struggles that I had was the whole reason why I got a virtual assistant anyway, is um, the whole photographing, listing, getting it up. Like I was just falling into a rut where it just wasn't happening the way that I wanted to, or um, I just wasn't doing it for like two or three days at a time because I'm exhausted and I don't want to do it. Like, you know, I just, I work all day and then I have to take pictures and then I have to edit them and then I have to list it all at least five items that's what I like to do I like to do five items a night typically um and I need to do it all and then maybe be done by 10 11 o'clock at night and then go to bed wake up and go to work the next morning like it was just falling into this like pattern of me not wanting to do it ever yeah um it's it was a tough decision because I am a control freak I am. I'm a Capricorn. I'm yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> it is what it is. So to trust someone else to take the listing aspect out of my process was really hard. Yeah. It was really hard for me. I also want to put out there that this business decision took a lot of um, thought process and me really thinking it out because it's an expense. Mm-hmm. It can be expensive, um, depending on the tasks that you are um, having someone do. Now, I, my virtual assistant is in the Philippines. So I use Upwork, which is um, Denali talks about in her course. And she's in the Philippines and the wages are different um, in the Philippines than someone who is local, right? So what Lori's paying for her assistant for Lindsay is very different than what I'm paying 
um, my assistant. Do we want to talk like cost or? Yeah, we can. That's totally fine. So it, I feel it, like that's uh, that everybody's going to be curious. Yeah. So for someone in the Philippines, for example, it's anywhere between three dollars to seven dollars. It's in that range an per hour. hour. Per hour. Um, you can also do it differently on Upwork where you can pay per milestone. So you can say, you know, you complete 50 listings in a week and you get $30. Like you can do it that way too. Mm -hmm. So you kind of figure that out. You, you, they're a contractor for you. So you sit down and you're in a chat and you're talking and you're formulating all these different, you know, <laughs> these are all the different things that, um, that uh, I need you to do, you know, these things you're capable of doing, you kind of look at their resume, like it's, it's a very, it's a long process. There's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, back work that goes into it before you actually hire someone. You're basically being a human resources person um, throughout this process. During your search process. During the search process. So how many people did you, in, did you interview people? Yeah, did basically you, you interview. So they, um, you post a job essentially what you're looking for. And then um, people either contact you, which I had quite a bit of people contact me. And then I contacted certain people and asked them to, I invited them to look at my job posting. And that's how I ended up picking someone that was, um, I, I interviewed a few of them and you talk back and forth and you can always tell like what people are comfortable with and people aren't, what, what they're not comfortable with. You have a lot of people that are comfortable with eBay and not a lot of people, the people that are comfortable with Poshmark. So um, people are more comfortable with eBay. eBay. Oh, I would love that kind of assistant. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I approached it the wrong way the first time because I was just thinking Poshmark specific, but theoretically I need someone that's really good at eBay, which the girl that I'm currently um, using is excellent at eBay. She does eBay, Mercari, all of them. So, wow. uh, which is fine. But I should have thought about it that way because eBay is really where I need to focus more time on. Yeah. So um, I don't have, so right now she is uh, drafting for me and um, I uploaded my pictures and uh, right now I'm editing some of them, but she edits the majority of them. Like if there's certain ones that I know I need to really focus on, I need to focus on certain aspects because my brain needs to focus on those. That, like I think it's important, but someone else might not think it's important. Right, right. Then I'll I'll do those little edits, but everything else is just going to her. Um, I have a spreadsheet for her, so there's a training process that goes into this, and we'll get into that. Um, I upload little details that I think are important for each piece, and then she kind of just goes. You could literally give them nothing and just the pictures, and they can do it. It really depends on whoever it is you hire. And what Does they your particular assistant have um, experience? Like, is this does she is she a lister for a bunch of people? Yeah. So, well, she is a lister for some, but then she also does administrative assistant work for other people. And she told me uh, the other day that she also has um, an office. So I don't know what else she does. Like her full-time job is some kind of office job where she manages an office. So um, you will find that these individuals that work in other countries hold various positions and do various things. And um, my lister doesn't work on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, she was very upfront about that. They, that in the Philippines, they don't work on Sunday. That is their day off kind of thing. And I don't, and that's we fine. Should take a, we should take a page. <laughs> right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. So, yeah. So that was the whole reason why I wanted it when I was falling into a really bad rut and um, I needed the amount of stuff that I was finding and I wanted to list and the amount of um, sales that I was getting, like the, my growth was so much that I needed it. Mm -hmm. Like my growth mm -hmm. happened really fast and I wasn't anticipating it to happen that way, um, mm -hmm. which is great. I mean, very great. Yeah. Very thankful. But it just kind of puts you in a different mindset. And you're like, okay, well, I, I really can't do this alone anymore. I can't. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can afford this much money, whatever it is. Um, and then you just go off of that and you find people that fit your budget. And there's always virtually you'll find something you will in person's a little different because you're paying at least minimum wage. 
Yeah, I'm paying Lindsay $15 an hour and she's- Your minimum wage is what, 12? 12, yeah. yeah. And um, and I honestly, to be quite honest, like as much as that, it is a lot of money. Like if she comes oh, yeah. for a six hour shift, it's, you know, a fair amount I'm handing over and um, I'm happy to do it. But I also think that because we are so close, we can get off track a lot Yeah, because she's like family, you know, and um, she'll be talking about her weekend. And so it's not all, and I'm not like much of a stickler. And so sometimes it's really just nice to have a companion oh, who's else. Yeah. talking about my business with me and like interested, like um, Lindsay was also really important in my um, Boston collection that I did a few weeks back. She was really interested in helping me curate that. And she would go through like incoming pieces that I had purchased and some of my existing pieces and pull outfits together. Um, she was also modeling for me. Like she did, she did a lot for that. She was really helpful in that. And I think once that went away and we were just back to like, all right, we're going to take pictures for four hours. Like it's not as exciting. So I try to, I try to mix it up a little bit for her because I, I don't want her to not be happy to come. Like if it were up to me, I would literally just say, take pictures for eight hours and I'll be back. Because <laughs> for me, that is like the most helpful thing. Mm-hmm. Like, take pictures, edit, do the measurements and do a draft for me. Like, and I don't mind finishing off all my listings. Right. Like I, I like that part. I love the research. I, I mm-hmm. Like, let me sit in a corner and research while you take pictures. And so like, there are parts of the, and I actually don't mind shipping either. It, it just, it takes a big chunk of time out of my Monday morning. If I'm not like, if I like sometimes now I'll, I'll at least print the labels the night before or go downstairs and like do one wave of like pulling items. So maybe I don't have everything, but like I have 70% of them. And like, if I don't find things right away, you know, in the bins or whatever, then I'll go back the next morning or whatever. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't have like a great system for it and it can be very expensive. So I did commit I talked to Jay about it and Jay's my accountant and also my husband. And like, we talked about finances and, and I got to the point, Daniela, you just said you experienced all this growth. And I feel like I was kind of getting a little stagnant. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I I can only grow so much on my own, like you said. And I noticed that over the summer, like I was doing like 4,000 a month on Poshmark, 4,000 a month on Poshmark fourth, like, which is great. I'm not complaining about that number. But like, I feel like it should be going up every month. And I felt like I was just like, this is kind of where I'm maxing out right here with, with what I'm doing, with the amount of listings I'm listing. And so to get to that next level, and then this month, Poshmark was $5,000 for me okay. having Lindsay, but, but I also had, her. yeah, but, but I'm paying her and it's also for fourth quarter. So like, it's like, well, what is really contributing to this? Is it, am I doing more listings? And so like, I think I need to just be more cognizant of like, exactly like, well, I listed this many items before Lindsay, this is how many I'm getting listed now. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm profiting to see. So Jay's like, well, I think you should just go full on for quarter four and like, really just don't worry about the money and just invest in an assistant. And so we said like 10 hours a week. So 150 bucks a week, $600 a month. Um, and let's just see if it makes a difference, if it, if it's makes enough of a difference to keep it going. Um, so we'll see, but like now what's happening is, um, Lindsay went away for a week and then she wasn't feeling well and she thought she might have COVID. So like, then she didn't come to the house. So I've been like two weeks without her. So it hasn't been as consistent as I wanted. And I think when you have a VA, you just have a lot more control over the hours, Mm -hmm for a lot better, like you're spending a lot less money as I well. Am. I am. So right now it varies depending on how many listings she gets done between 25 and $30 a week. I mean, it's still an expense, right? Still, I mean, it's a round say $120, right. Um, for the month. So you need to make sure that you're making money reselling. If you're going to go this route, like you can't just hire someone to hire someone like there needs to be revenue. You can't just start spending money left and right. Yeah, but I mean, yes, I agree with that. But then I also see that there are people who sometimes just like think big and maybe they're, yeah, they'll Absolutely. maybe sacrifice, maybe they have the capital 
outside selling that mm-hmm. maybe they'll invest in it. You know, not necessarily the recommended route, like, like anything, like you don't want to buy $2,000 worth of inventory if you're not selling it. But yeah, in general, I would recommend with all this stuff, as I'm, as I know you feel the same way to like, not put the cart before the horse. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it is nice with it. You, you will know when you need one because like Daniela was growing really fast. And so she kind of felt like because she had a full-time job, she needed this to kind of keep your sanity. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I needed someone because I wasn't growing as much. Like I felt like I had maxed out. I wasn't going to do less videos for YouTube. Right. I could only do what I could do with the time that I had and the sourcing. I, I mean, I don't know, like I, I just felt I could like never that. do that. I could never outsource my sourcing. Oh, my God. sourcing is my time. Oh, and I love it way too much. Like I just would never like I go shopping with I, I have a video coming out next week. Um, I went to the bins with two more of Angelina's friends. I feel so bad for Angie. I'm like hanging out with all of her friends while it's she's so quality. <laughs> um, but two kids who I go sourcing with a lot and they you know, they're instrumental in helping me. It's always nice to source with a buddy, but I could never just like leave them and say source for me. I would miss it too much. Well, no one has an eye like yours, right? And that's just with everyone. Like you, you create your own sourcing habits. You know, by looking at something, what it is. Like you might, from the corner of your eye, you might see some type of detail that someone who doesn't do it all the time would never know. And you're like, I know what that is. And you you grab it, right? I mean, there's times where it's not the item that you think it is, but- trained eye and you know like for we were talking before we got on I went shopping today in Northampton mm-hmm. for any Massachusetts people um total like hippie town and they have some great consignment stores um but super like very expensive for the most part but I was I was looking through their clearance rack outside and like there was a smart wool sweater that had started at $40 their price and was marked to $10 like I know that I sell smart wool like mm-hmm. no great matter green. what I, with holes in it, I sell it. So like, I was like, I think just people layer smart wool a lot. So people who know the brand, they'll just get it. But, um, but then like right next to it was, oh gosh, I can't even think of a brand off the top of my head, what it was, but like, it was, it was a good brand. It may have even been a brand that you have sold and you would pick up, but like, you know, when you know your brands, like, I'm like, I know I can sell this. So like, that was something I grabbed and you just, you, you can't necessarily teach that or you can teach it, but I'd rather not, I, not that I wouldn't want to teach it. I just like to, I just like to shop. So yeah. Well, that too, right. It just feeds your shopping that you, that we all love to do. It's just part of it. Yeah. So I think the other thing I want to mention too, is that um, I was originally just doing five listings, seven listings here and there, maybe 10, maybe 15, maybe five, maybe three. Like I was all over the place. There was no consistency with my listing. Um, But now I am forced to have that consistency. I have a goal that I want to hit every week and, um, and the lister is aware of it and she gets it done. And, um, that's good for me. And it's good for my business. In order for me to continue growing, I need to make sure that I'm constantly feeding and I'm constantly putting that stuff. So it's nice. So did he make the listings go live for you? She could, if she, if I asked her to, but I, but right now now it's drafts only because, um, like I said, I'm a control freak and I want to look at it first. Well, yeah, she's relative. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know that I would ever like have people press the send button. Like, it seems like a very simple thing for you as the business owner Mm -hmm. to like open up your emails or open up your Poshmark closet, look at the 15 drafts and very quickly make it go live. Yeah. I mean, so then I can stagger out throughout the day. So like I was doing before basically, but everything's already done. I don't have to actually create anything. I'm just going into drafts and hitting, okay, we're going to do these three right now. And then at 12 o'clock, we'll do these three. And then at three o'clock we'll do, you know what I mean? Like, so so that's exciting. It is. It's wonderful. (laughs) I love it. Love it. Love it. So, um, yeah. So what about like the measuring and stuff? Like you have to do all measure anyway. Okay. So measuring is something I don't do. But when people ask for it, I, I obviously give measurements. My rule of thumb for that is when I'm pulling my sales at night, I will go and I, I always respond to the person and let them know because I'm always at work when people send me messages like, hey, I'm at work. But as soon as I get home, you know, I'll send you the um, the measurements. And that's what I do when I pull my shipping. I then do the measurements as well. Oh, so I, le- I heard somebody else who Courtney. does that. 
Courtney. Oh, okay. Courtney does it too. Yeah. Yeah. We share a very similar process and I don't get enough measurement questions for me to put them in my listings. That's, that's, my crazy. Personal. that's crazy to me because I put listings. I mean, I put measurements and everything if I'm thinking about it, but there are those occasions where, you know, I will just take the picture and be like, oh, I'll do the measurements later. And then like, I forget to go back. And I swear to God, every time I don't have questions. I am not joking, Danielle. I pro- probably 5% of my listings don't have measurements and I get called out on it all the time. That's so crazy. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't at all. Once mm-hmm. in a while, like I might get one or uh, probably get like three a week at most three a week. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I just haven't put it into my business practice because it's an extra step that I don't necessarily need to take in my mind. That's just yeah. this is yeah. So everyone's yeah. different. Everyone's so different. yeah, that's, that's why I use my VA and I like it so far. And it's probably something I'll keep for however long I think it's necessary. I don't know. It might be a forever thing and it might be until I have a different process put in place and we move and, you know, I have a different setup and maybe I can have someone come in person. But for right now, the virtual is appealing one because of price, to be honest, mm-hmm. the price is good. Mm-hmm. And um, they're working while I'm sleeping. Yeah. I love that. So when I wake up, I don't, it's there. Right. I wake like up. I get super excited just when I have, um, like when I, when I typically do my drafts, I just edit the first picture, do my measurements, make sure I have like the fabric content, like photographed when I just have that in my camera, I'm like stoked that I just know that, oh, all right, I have five ready, ready to go. And by ready to go, like not even a hundred percent ready to go. And that makes me happy. So I can't imagine like waking up and having like 10 drafted yeah. ready to go. And then all I do is I wake up. So they, she's usually done, done between six and 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll wake up, I'll look, I'll see that they're there. So I'm still in bed. I'm reviewing them quickly. And then I just go in, send her a message. Hey, they look great. Thanks so much. And that's it. Yeah. So that's oh. great. Yeah. That so part awesome. of it's awesome. This is have someone photograph. No, I mean, the photographing part is really great. Um, because it can be time consuming. It's mundane, but it's time consuming. Yeah. I don't like when I get in the zone, I'm actually fine photographing. Like and I photograph in my basement. I have like a little studio space. I have a TV right there. So like if I'm like zoning out, watching something on Netflix or whatever, hours can go by and I'm perfectly happy. To, it's not that I dislike photographing. I don't. I just, there are just times like when I go to the bin, say, and I buy 30 pounds of something because bins are a lot of work. It's like, I'm also washing everything. Right. I'm also treating stains. Like there are so many extra steps when you're shopping at the bins worth it because you know, your cost of goods is so low, but my bins hauls in particular take the most out of me. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like it's usually the stuff that's not super exciting to photograph, but you know, if I buy 10 items that I am going to profit 20 to $25 on, I'm money back. totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. They're just not necessarily things that I'm super excited to photograph. Like I got home from Northampton today and I was very excited about the five little pieces that I got, you know what I mean? And I photographed them right away. Why? Because they excited me right. when I get home from the bins and I have like a pair of Sloan fit banana Republic pants. I'm not very excited about those, but I know they're a quick 15, 20 bucks. So I will bother to list them, but they get backburnered a lot because I'm not excited to list them. Or I'm like, oh, like I got an Everlane shirt at the bins. I was all excited. I washed it, tumble dried it for five minutes, hung it, noticed a stain. And I'm like, okay, I've already taken two steps with this. It's going to take me a few more washes to get that stain out. So yeah, the bins hauls in particular take a lot out of me. And those are the ones that I really would love Lindsay to just like, and what the last time she came over, I just had everything was laundered in, in the basket. I'm like, here you go, honey, see what you can do in two hours. And, and then you can take a break. And yeah. she was, she was great. I mean, it's, and then I noticed when I went back and looked at my spreadsheet, like I had so much, so many more things actually live than I typically would at this time in the process. So that's great. Yeah. And I think um, it's like a dual process for you because you're not only sourcing at the bins, but then you're doing a YouTube video of the items that you got the bins. Plus you need to 
prep them in order for them to be photographed and then listed. So it's additional steps to a it. Lot. It's a lot, but like my bins videos do well and they're exciting. Well, exactly. Share my experience at the bins and you know, it, it is, it's some of my best stories and my best items have come from the bins as well. So it, it's truly like a treasure hunt when you go there. So um, it's just something that's not ever, I don't see it going away anytime soon. Even though I liked, you know, like we had this great sourcing day together and I, and, you know, I spent $275 that day and what did I get? 31 items maybe. Yeah. Cause I got like 43 or 44, something like that. Cause that I got a few more right. yeah. you, you did a few, you did a little bit. I got more, more shoes. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like those 30 items, I feel like those are going to get listed really quickly. And then I spent, I mean, I got 33 pounds at the bins for like $50 roughly. I think that's what it came out. So yeah, I probably got about 31 to 35 mm -hmm. items there. It's just a lot more work. Mm -hmm. But I'm in the same boat. I feel like that happens to me too. When I would go to the bins, that stuff would sit longer and I would go to the thrift store and that stuff would get listed a lot faster because it was more curated to what I like. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Could be so, curated at the bins, but it's a lot more work to be curated at the bins. 100%. And it's discouraging to be curated at the bins. Yeah, I guess. Like if you're, if you're super picky or like, I'm pretty, I'm a very free flowing person and I, you know, I, I like to find those items that are like a little quirky or offbeat at the bins. Like sometimes I just like picking up stuff that has a story, to be honest with right. you. Like I, I do a lot of storytelling on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if I find a really interesting piece with some fun background, I love it. Like that, that is part of the fun for me. So, um, or just the challenge of finding something that's mm -hmm. trashed and bringing it back to life and making it beautiful and then making a really good profit on it. But, but yeah, so all that stuff comes into play. Um, yeah. the, the photographing and, and Lindsay is very excited about helping me with inventory. So that's next, but I think her time with me would be more productive if I were more, um, structured with her, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which when you have a virtual assistant, you have to be structured because they're relying on you to already have the stuff prepared for them since there is a time gap. And I mean, you could, you could hire someone in the United States. You don't necessarily have to hire someone that's overseas, but- um, You're gonna pay a lot more. You'd have to pay a lot more, right. Yeah. So because of the 12 hour difference between us, I need to make sure that everything is all set and ready to go. And I try to be like a week ahead. This week I'm not, I'm like four days in, but it's fine. I'll, I'll catch up later on in the week. Um, but I have to make sure everything's there for her. Like I, and we can talk about training too. Like I created a training video, I screen shared and I showed how the different steps are in the way that I want things. And in my spreadsheet, I have examples of how to do a listing and the different details that I want to be in there. Like you need to be very structured because the person's not there. You're not talking to them. Um, if you happen to be available and they're in the chat, you can talk to them, but it's, it doesn't always work because I'm working a full-time job. I can't always check. Right, right. When they're sending you messages and it's usually in the middle of the night and I'm sleeping. So it, it doesn't work. That would be inefficient. Like, you know, if, if she was held up, the only time I've worked with somebody overseas was when I went through Fiverr for my logo mm -hmm. and my branding and stuff. And, and that was, it was, it was that same way, you know, she yeah. would I think she was in Pakistan and um, yeah, I would wake up to things and sometimes the process would would be longer. Like if I asked her a question and she couldn't answer it right away, we'd have to wait a day or, you know, sometimes things got behind. So I can see why it would be really important to um, yeah. have it you all worked do, out. You need to have it put together. And, um, and if training isn't really your thing, there's, I mean, you can even do a zoom, right? That's how I did it. I did a zoom and you can just talk. Um, you can take things off of Upwork. I personally don't, but you can, there's a, a phone option on there. I believe there's a video option on there. So you can do it all on Upwork, um, but they do allow you to go off of Upwork, but they just tell you like, Hey, if you're taking this off, we can't protect you against anything. Right. Whatever's on the platform you're protected with, but whatever goes off the platform, like that's on you. Um, at that point it's a liability and that's a business call that you can make, but I personally just keep everything on there. Um, and do that. The only things that are off are the Dropbox links that I give her and the Google Sheets link, but all of that's incorporated within my Upwork um, messages that we have going back and forth. So everything's recorded there. 
So she's going off the site for the material, but everything's recorded within the um, application itself. So that's that. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely am going to move towards that, especially when Lindsay gets her job. And I think when my kids are all home for Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas, time is going to be even more of a crunch for me. Um, and I think that that structure sounds really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if people can afford it, and if it's something that they've been thinking about, I think it's worth checking out. I think it's worth looking into. It's um, an easy way to kind of get your feet wet in the whole assistant process of, and they can just share for you too. So that's another thing too. We're talking about listing, but if you go on Upwork, you can get people that share for you. Fiverr has people that can share for you. Um, you can have people that just follow. Like there's all different things that people can do. It's not solely listing. Right, right. They can do all that stuff, especially when it comes to Poshmark. You have someone just sending out offers. Um, you can ask your assistant if they're listing for you. Hey, are you comfortable cross-posting? Because they can do that too. So it's not just listing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't currently have my um, lister cross-posting, but that is next on my list to have her do, which then, of course, would increase the price of what I'm paying her because she's doing additional tasks. Um, but for right now, my main focus is listing. I want to make sure she's comfortable listing, um, that we have a good system down and that she feels like she can add another task in. Cause I obviously, she has other jobs. Are you paying by the hour or are you paying by the task? This current one is, um, milestones. So by the tasks that she completes each week, um, there's different options in Upwork where they have to, uh, they can track their work and you can go in and you can look and see all the work that they're doing. Um, so if you are charging someone hourly, there is the option to go in and you have to check it off in Upwork. If you take Denali's course, you'll see it. Um, she walks you through it all and you can actually, it's screen, it does like little screenshots of the individual and what they're doing. And it shows you how productive they were in that time frame and whatever they were doing. So if you're noticing that they're not being productive, um, and I should probably share this is the first VA that I hired was not being productive. Hmm. Um, so this, the one I'm on right now is my second one, but the first one lasted only a day and a half because I don't like, I'm not going to tolerate anything like that. You said you could do it. I asked her if there was something she was struggling with and she said, no, she just, um, struggled with listing on Poshmark. So, um, this wasn't a good fit. This wasn't a good fit. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, I had her relist the things for me instead because she found that to be easier and that was fine. I had to go through my list of things that had to be relisted. I paid her for the couple weeks and um, the, the week, sorry. And that was it. That was done. And she was understanding of it. And that's fine. Like that's going to happen just like in any other job, right? Oh, for sure. And everybody has different personalities and what works for you may right. be a different person that works for me. So yeah, I think personality styles come into play and expectations and all that. But that's, and, and it's kind of a low cost to, even if you make a couple mistakes or if you go through a couple VAs that way with, with that amount of hours, it can be not so, right. you know, yeah, costly. And one of the ways that I like to look at it is say, you know, say on average, if you're doing something through Upwork and you're paying $5 an hour, 10 hours a week, say, so you're paying $50 a week for somebody you can say to yourself, okay, so that means I need to sell right two, you know, two forty dollar items, and then after cost of goods and or whatever, whatever that number is, it, you can kind of play a little game with it, like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, if I list four to ten more items this week, then the odds that I might sell a few items, and then boom, that's going to pay for my virtual assistant this week, and then I'm free and clear, and then the rest is all gravy. So I kind of play that game with myself a little bit sometimes when I have Lindsay coming, like. I'll have like a number in mind of how many items I want to get listed that week to kind of cover Lindsay's cost. Yeah, I do the same thing. So uh, for example, tonight I sold um, a pair of Burberry suede flats that I had bought at Nordstrom Rack when they had a 40% off. When you bought those. So I just sold a pair tonight um, and I sold them for 250. So I doubled my money after fees and cost of goods. So that was great. Awesome. Um, but now I'm covered for the whole month and more for my VA. So that money that I made just from those shoes, I'm just going to put aside once it comes in and that's going to be dedicated just for the VA. So that was good. I love that. So that's the yeah. way you're going to have to work it out in your head to make it make sense. 
Sure. And 10 hours a week is a lot. I mean, if, if yeah. you can only afford five hours a week, you can still get a lot done in five hours. Oh, yeah. They're pretty good with it. Like if you get a, an experienced lister, um, especially the ones that are experienced in Amazon, these people are experienced in Amazon, eBay, like all of them, the, the more technically experienced they are, like Poshmark is nothing when it comes to that kind of stuff. Exactly. Even they require so much more. Um, so you find that those types of listers get through 10 listings in an hour. Like it's not a big deal for them. So you can always plan it out that way. Like, okay, I only want you to do five a day because that's what, what I can afford. So they work on it a half hour, half hour, half hour, mm-hmm. you know, until you get to Friday. I personally would really love a VA to cross post for me. So how does that work with passwords and stuff for you? I know that's a question. Oh, so, yeah, you have to, I mean, you have to give the password up. You have to be comfortable with that. Um, but that's why everything's done through Upwork. So you're putting that information in. If you notice anything, if there's like a breach of the contract or any type of breach of any sort, you would then uh, terminate the contract, contact Upwork. Like there's a process that goes with it. It's just like if you were going to fire someone in real life. And is it also like on Fiverr where they all have ratings and stuff? Because, you know, you see all the feedback on Fiverr and I mean, their livelihood depends on it. So you'll see people's ratings vary. And the varying, I learned this, the varying in the ratings is um, if jobs got canceled or if they didn't perform well, like that's how you'll see what their ratings are. Cause you'll see some people with like 75% ratings, 80% ratings. And it takes them a really long time to get back up to that 90% mm-hmm. or, you know, 98% or whatever. So the girl I'm using right now, I think is like a 97% or 98%. And when I look through, it was like, you know, it was a long time ago, by the time they get back up to where they need to go, it, it's, it's a lot. That's why they do such a, I think that's why the virtual assistant does so well and they are very motivated and they want to do the work and they want more work because it helps them to get more jobs to make more money. This is just going to be like, I'm going to sound like an old lady, but it's hard to find good work. No, but it's so true. In, in, in my neck of the woods, my 18 year old assistant Mm -hmm is getting paid, I think, $25 an hour to nanny. Yeah. And that, that is what I am competing with, with an 18 year old in my community. So it's just, it's, it's very expensive. It is. And I love, I love the in-person experience. Like I, I am very comfortable with Lindsay. I think she has a good eye. I like having I just like somebody to bounce my ideas off of like all, all, all that stuff is a real plus for an in-person. Um, I can be hands-on with my teaching. Um, it can, it can just be like a more natural yeah. progression of skills as she comes in each week and, and knows what I like. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's just super expensive and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm like, waiting for her to like, give me more hours because, you know, she has another job that's paying her a lot more and I just can't. Yeah. No, it's, you'd have to be in a different league of reselling to be able to pay someone more, you know, like you'd be an Amazon FBA, like fulfillment center at that point. Yeah. To, in order to pay that kind of money, like just being a Poshmark eBay sale, I'm not saying it's not possible because it 100% is possible, but it's just, yeah, a- and I don't do wholesale or pallets yeah, or anything right. like that. And I, you know, I'm comfortable with where my business is at. I'm, I'm not looking to have a warehouse personally right. Um, right. at this stage in my life and all that stuff. I mean, I see a lot of younger people who like, this is it, like they're going to do this for the next 30 years or potentially, or whatever, maybe I'm being exaggerating, but yeah, some people are really looking to like build an empire, you know, and that's not necessarily where I'm at. Yeah. And we're all in different places, but yeah, hopefully this was helpful to everyone to hear our experiences and what it's like having in-person and virtual assistance. It was certainly helpful for me to hear like some more of the details about the VA aspect. Yeah. And, and I feel like, I don't know, actually, I'm assuming that a lot of people can explore with the VA as far as um, financially upfront, like that, that's like, a that's less of a financial commitment yes. than in, in person. So it might be an option that is more accessible to more people mm-hmm. after, you know, yeah. at, um, sooner than later in their journey. Yeah. And there's always free options for this too. Like you can teach your son or daughter, you can teach, 
you know, your husband or wife, you know, if they want to do it, which all my children and then they just don't want to do it. So, yeah. But there is that option, right? If you want someone, and there to are some it. kids that really love it. Like yeah. that, it's just a really good it fit. It could for be them. a way for them to earn whatever it is that they really want. Right. So if you have younger children, you can use it as an incentive. Like, Hey, if you share my closet three times a day, then you get Absolutely. right. Yeah. So there's always those options that are available too, but this is another option. This is a paid option that you guys can look into, whether it's virtual or in-person. So hopefully this was helpful. Um, I will leave um, Denali's course link down below as well for everyone in the description. Uh, so you guys can check that out if you're interested and yeah. That sounds good. Well, thanks for all that info, Daniela. That was really fun. You're welcome. No problem. All right, everyone. So go hire your assistants and have yeah, some fun. And let us know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we should probably do a follow-up eventually. I'm sure we'll yeah. touch touch base. And I feel like you'll you'll be more statistics-based because you'll be like, yeah. you know, you know how many hours, you know how many listings. Yeah. Your your stuff is very measurable. Yeah. And I'm only two and two weeks in. So it's very hard for me to give you anything like that right now. Right. But. No, but this will definitely <laughs> something we we revisit. So thanks everyone. I hope you have a wonderful week. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye.